Hello, this is the audio version of the Book Rex article for Monday, March 20th. Um, the book recommendation this mo- uh, this week is Say Nothing by Patrick Radden Keefe. Uh, that is, this is written and read by me, Matt Hirschberger. In slightly belated honor of St. Patrick's Day, I wanted to offer an Irish-themed books re- book Rex. My ancestry is that of an American mutt. If you look at my DNA breakdown, you'll notice that my ancestors seemed particularly indiscriminate about what sort of white person they coupled with. And you'd maybe mutter to yourself, well, at least they were indiscriminate about something. But the strongest cultural connection my family had was to its Irish roots, which we celebrated by doing extremely American things. As I've deconstructed my identity as a white American, with all of the horrific baggage that that involves in unpacking, I found myself casting about for an identity to replace it with, and the Irish bit has been the most accessible, with its English language cultural offerings, its holidays, its music, and the fact that, unlike my English and American ancestry, it is the history of a colonized people rather than a colonizing people. This is, and I know how bad it sounds, something of a relief for a cis, straight, white American man who otherwise has to grapple with an ancestral legacy of brutality, cruelty, exploitation, and oppression. It's nice for once to be able to identify as an underdog, because as a leftist, I want to fight on the side of the oppressed, but as a cis, straight, white American man, well, I usually know who's being fought. My wife has a print of this painting hanging over her bed, and you can look at it in the article, but it's a a woman being burned at the stake, but she's using the fire to uh, light a cigarette. It's a lovely clarifying picture, particularly for a woman who works in politics, to look at every morning when she wakes up. It is hard not to be jealous. Nothing is quite as clear to me. So much of my identity growing up was rooted in toxic masculinity, right-wing politics, homophobia, and coded racism. And, you know, it was only sometimes coded. And so much of any alternative identity has been so thoroughly severed from its roots that I have to live vicariously through other people's struggles and try to imagine what, I would, what it would be like in their place. Which is why I read Say Nothing. But the book did not oblige. It had no easy answers for me. This is a recap. And the, the author, by the way, is Patrick Radden Keefe. He's also the guy that did Empire of Pain about the Sackler family. He's the best nonfiction writer. He's amazing. In 1972, Jean McConville, a widowed mother of, of 10, was disappeared from her flat in Belfast by masked men and women, never to be seen again. Hers was one of hundreds of deaths in The Troubles, the struggle between the Irish Republicans and the pro-British Unionists in Northern Ireland. But her death was unique in that it exposed a major tension in a country trying to mend itself. Sometimes peace and justice are conflicting forces. Patrick Radden Keefe tells the story of McConville's disappearance mostly through the eyes of the woman responsible for it, Dolores Price. Price was raised in a gung-ho IRA family and was thoroughly radicalized in the fight for Irish reunification. The IRA, while nominally aligned with Catholicism, was in this era a politically socialist organization and viewed itself through a revolutionary lens. Price was the ringleader for a series of bombings in London and also participated in a number of hits and assassinations. She was caught by the English and thrown into prison, where she began a hunger strike in order to be, to, in order to be moved to a prison in Northern Ireland. The English shoved a tube down her throat and force-fed her. She developed a lifelong eating disorder after that. When she was released, Price began distancing herself from the IRA, who had begun seeking a peace agreement. Sinn Féin, the political party that was strongly tied to the IRA during the Troubles, was led by a man named Jerry Adams, who for years insisted that he had never been a member of the IRA and was a major actor in the eventual Good Friday peace agreement. But Price later openly testified that her leader when she was in the IRA was Adams himself. Worse, Price said that Adams was the, only, was the man who ordered Jean McConville's death on the intelligence that she was passing information to the British. 
This complicated the peace process, because to go after Adams was to risk antagonizing and alienating members of Sinn Féin, who had, up until then, been committed to the peace process. This is just a spectacularly written book. It uh, reads like a thriller, and it is an astounding work of journalism, so you should absolutely check it out. Ireland and Me. Uh, there's a song on here, which is like my main go-to like Irish song. It's not even by an Irish band, which is perfect. For, well, they're Irish-ish. Uh, Flogging Molly's What's Left of the Flag. I have been to Ireland, not for a long stretch, maybe three days, but that's enough to know that most of the things I associate with being Irish in America, drinks that are astoundingly called Irish car bombs, the 4th of July style parades, and the absurdly kitschy shamrock paraphernalia, are not Irish at all. The last family member that I know of who lived in Ireland came over to America in the late 1800s. Most of my Irish ancestors were escaping the famine. I think, though, that I can trace a similar lineage of trauma and violence between myself and the likes of Dolores Price or Jim McConville. My experience is much more mundane. There are no freedom struggles in my near-ancestral past. My family largely cut themselves off from their ancestral past, instead opting to believe in their adopted country's beautiful lie, the American dream. Irish ancestry bubbled out once a year on St. Patrick's Day, when sad or silly Irish songs were sung and and when melancholic feelings bubbled up over a few drinks. After reading Say Nothing, I suspected that I had, been a young, had I been a young man in Belfast at the time of the Troubles, I would have joined the IRA. The underdog identity, the socialist politics, the camaraderie, it would have all been too seductive for me. I'm glad that's not how it panned out. Retired terrorists do not have an easy time of it. In her later life, Dolores Price struggled with her eating disorder, with alcoholism, and with prescription drug abuse. She died of an overdose at the age of 62. My family's legacy, the Ireland they fled, is lost to me. My ancestors forgot well. But the symptoms of the Ireland that they left linger on. The trauma, the mental health problems, the abuse, the alcoholism. It's nice getting to have that same inheritance without having had to have done any of the terrorism. Or maybe I'm just a masochistic white guy, so devoid of identity that he needs to fabricate it out of a perceived ancestral oppression. Maybe it's pointless trying to ascribe political meaning to your trauma. Maybe you just have to feel it so your kids, at an even further remove from you, can feel it a little bit less. So, Aaron Grobra, Pogue Mahone, watch kids as your dad gets sad. This is your heritage. Uh, that's it for this week. I will have another article out on Wednesday. Have a good one, and uh, happy belated St. Patrick's Day.